0: Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LaPan, and we are joined today by a very familiar voice here on the podcast. It is Sean Gallagher, our area sales manager for southeastern Massachusetts, the Cape and Rhode Island, and that whole area down there from Mitsubishi Electric. Sean, welcome back to the podcast. We're happy to have you back on.
1: Matt, thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Today we are talking a relatively new product. Some of you might know it, others might not. And this is the IntelliHeat dual fuel system through Mitsubishi Electric. And this is really an exciting newer product for folks that's been out for a few months, but we really want to dive into it here with one of our experts from Mitsubishi Electric. So Sean, first off, what is an IntelliHeat? And you know, what are some of the advantages that folks will have if they start using this?
1: So
0: the IntelliHeat coil is
1: a packaged,
0: or cased coil uh, that's
1: made to fit on anyone's gas furnace. Uh, So not applicable with oil furnaces, but it's made to be put on a gas furnace. And when we talk about a gas furnace, we imagine you're going to be using a PSC, a constant torque, or a variable speed motor. So I'll work with all three of those. And it comes as, again, it's a packaged coil. It's a cased coil. And it's intended to stay within the casing that it comes in. We won't be taking it out of the case and, and uh, knocking it into ductwork. So mm-hmm. we want to observe that. That's why it comes in standard cabinet sizes, 14 and a half, 17 and a half, and 21-inch cabinets. So traditional A, B, and c size cabinets to fit on the standard gas furnaces that are out there. There's advantages are many, but just from the 30,000-foot view, is this will be able to go right on an existing gas furnace. So maybe somebody has a gas furnace with plenty of life left in it. Maybe it's 10 years old, something like that. And they say, geez, I really want to add air conditioning, or I want to add a heat pump, or I want to add a cold climate heat pump. Mm -hmm. So they can do that. They can put this coil on, and they can go ahead and attach that on a one-to-one setup with our P-series condensers. Uh, so one-to-one with P-Series, and then they can do a multi-zone setup with our MXZ systems. Um, we're always going to consult Diamond System Builder when we look at those combinations. But uh, with the P-Series, you have three options. You have a cooling-only option there. Uh, you have our heat pump, which is great in the shoulder seasons. And then you have our hyperheat offering, so which is a, a true low ambient heat pump. And all of those could be a one-to-one system. Then you have the MXZ offerings, so ported or branch box style MXZs could be used with this if you wanted to add additional heads or multiple A-coils. Again, referring to the Diamond System Builder to make sure the combination is going to be proper for the the installation. Always we refer to a, a manual J load calculation to make sure that we're in spec for the house's needs. To size a heat pump, we roughly have three, arguably three types of construction out there with us here in New England, we have some of the oldest construction in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have our what we call traditional construction, which would be roughly where your heating load is maybe twice your cooling load. Then we have some construction that went on in the early 2000s, right up to maybe 2012, 2015, somewhere in there, where we actually see your heating and cooling loads within 30% of each other. That's important. That's a great application for the IntelliHeat Coil in a whole house application, making sure that you're within 30% heating and cooling loads. Then you have your net zero houses where your cooling load may be greater than your heating load. So um, they could work in all three of those. Question is, how will I get a rebate, right? Yes. So these are on- is the always always. So on Mass Save, they're on the uh the Mass Save list on the 1 to 1 system. So if you're looking for a rebate, you need to use a 1 to 1, so a P series condenser with the PAA coil. The keyword there is PAA. So if you go on the Mass Save site, scroll down to the qualifying heat pump list and then put in Mitsubishi and put PAA, hit the search bar and it will very quickly populate uh, all the PAA offerings that will qualify for a rebate. Getting back to sizing for the home. So if you're in that sweet spot, that 30% heating, cooling load there. Um, This could be a whole home application. Uh, You could shut off your gas cock at the furnace, shut off the the switch on the gas valve at the furnace, and in essence, disable the gas portion. And that way there you'd be using only the heat pump and use that as a whole home application so long as the load works for that application. If that doesn't work for you, you could certainly use this as an integrated controls option. And that's where I, I'd like to, with your blessing, jump into kind of how this works with the gas furnace. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, it sounds great. And, you know, kind of led into what my my next question was going to be to you, more or less, why did Mitsubishi Electric decide to finally make this leap and go with this PAA coil and integrate it with these gas furnaces? You know, traditionally, obviously everybody thinks Mitsubishi Electric, they think ductless heat pumps And mm-hmm. now we're introducing the furnace. So you know, what are the applications and why did Mitsubishi decide to kind of jump into this market? So we got into this
1: market because, as you can see, a slow progression from only ducted and high wall mount units to ducted uh, uh, low wall mount units and then our true air handlers our multi-position air handlers mm-hmm. that come out and this is the next logical step to utilize the duct work in people's homes again getting back to a, a traditionally the we have the oldest housing stock in the nation there's a lot, lot of ducted systems out there and we wanted to make sure that we were able to work with those systems and, and gain that market share for our contractors so adding this to the existing home or Adding this to a you know a brand new construction is a great option that you can do. You could utilize the existing ductwork for part of the home and still add an evaporator, maybe a wall mount or high wall, mm-hmm. wall mount evaporator in another portion of the house. So I want to make sure that folks are aware that just because you're utilizing the existing ductwork, don't forget about putting you know a head in a, in a master bedroom to create that oasis zone or something like that. You're certainly leaving money
0: on the table if you aren't thinking outside that box. Yeah, it's like you're reading my mind. You know, I've, that was my next kind of jumping off point was this isn't something that you are restricted with, right? A lot of people would think, oh, you're putting this coil on it. You're going to be restricted to only using the existing ductwork. No, on these multi-zone residential systems, you know, the MXZs, well, you can port your branch box out and you can put one of your, you know, you can go one line this way and you can go one line the other way the line that goes one way is going to be your traditional what you think of with Mitsubishi while the other ties into this PAA coil and into the duct, you know, into the ductwork and into the furnace. When I look at that, I think, wow. Like how far have we come even just in the the past few years? Is this something that kind of when when Mitsubishi was looking at it, you know, what the the thought process was was we want to be in all homes. We don't want to cut ourselves short on getting into these existing homes, especially, you know, us here in the northeast, like you've said a couple of times. It's a lot of existing ductwork and people don't want to rip all the ductwork out of the walls or you know, they want to be able to tap into what they've already paid for. So was that kind of the thought process behind it? Absolutely. And allowing
1: our contractors, especially our diamond contractors, to have a new avenue to apply the Mitsubishi product.
0: When you look at some of these PAA units. You mentioned some of the size in terms of the actual how it fits and everything, but what are some of the sizing options that you can go with on, you know, the actual BTU output and all of that on these PAA coils? So
1: the PAA coil comes in 18,000 BTU. Uh, all the way up to 42,000 BTU. So 18,000, 24,000, 30,000, 36,000, 42,000 BTU offerings. And those come in the varying cabinet sizes. So the 18,000 BTU has an A and B cabinet, like we talked about mm-hmm. traditionally. 24 has an A and B. And then as we get into the larger coils, uh, they're going to have the B and C cabinets uh, as options as well for, you know, whatever they're going to be mo- putting on for the gas furnace. This is a true copper aluminum, not an aluminum aluminum Mm -hmm. coil like some in the industry have gone to. So it's copper tube with aluminum fin, which is a tried and true method. Um, It is a true A coil. So when you look at the A and B cabinets, you're looking at a 27.4 inch height. And when you look at the C cabinet, a 31.9 inch height. So with the traditional gas furnaces that are out these days with a 32 or 34 inch cabinet height on those, that shouldn't be an issue, but these are multi-position as well. So they can be horizontal, right, left, of course, upflow, and they can even be downflow in that application. Now, everything comes in the box when you get this. It's not like you have to buy extra kits for downflow or something like that. Um, Everything's gonna come in that box with it. So In the box, when you open it up, open the shipping carton, you're actually going to see the coil itself, and then you're gonna see its control box control box is equipped with two 10-foot umbilicals, which are your liquid and suction pipe temperature sensors. So that control box can actually go up to 10 feet away from the actual physical cabinet. So it's got 10 feet of, uh, of thermistor whip, we'll call it, um, that can actually attached to that so you don't have you're not married that box isn't married to the side of the coil now one big important thing is when you are if you are going to mount that control box to the side of the coil only use the screws that come with it Mm -hmm. if for some reason you can't do that please don't use any screws longer than three quarters of an inch so you don't pierce or damage anything that's very very clearly written in the installation instructions but just something that you want to observe this coil is going to be uh, able to drop your ductwork right on the top of it you can uh, but of course only going to go on the gas furnace itself. We're not going to build any transitions or anything like that. Every once in a while, someone says, well, geez, you know, what if I put this on an oil furnace? And the short answer is we're just not going to do that.
0: Short Um, answer is don't. (laughs) It's in the
1: manual don't. My mind initially went to, well, what if I put a riser on it? What if I do a temperature rise test? What if I check my high limit? And the short answer is it's not approved for oil. So please don't do that. Gas only at this point. The input to this is going to be our trusty old CN-105. So everyone's familiar with CN-105. They've been putting in Mitsubishi since about 2012 is when that terminal came out. Anything that can plug into CN-105 can control this. So your options would be MHK2, Kumo Cloud with Kumo Sensor. Very important. If you're going to control this with Kumo Cloud, please make sure you're using Kumo Sensor so that we're not measuring return air temperature for the comfort in the space. We We want to be measuring temperature in the space that we occupy and of course you can use thermostat adapter now if you're going to be using our thermostat adapter very important that you use the PAC445 not the previous generation of the 444 we want to be using the PAC445 because that's going to come with the additional whip necessary to wire that into the IntelliHeat control box and make that work so to recap your options are the MHK2 Kumo Cloud Kumo sensor or uh, thermostat interface we also have the option of any of our wired controls uh, inside there's terminals a and b where we could use any of our Mitsubishi native wired controls the
0: par 40 or similar control would work with this as well yeah that's something that i love is the ability to go into thermostatically controlled furnaces because there are folks that have spent good money on some of these thermostats some of these you know some of these smart connected thermostats and you don't want to say to them, well, guess what? Now you got to pay for more. Now you, gotta, now you also have to do this. Now you also have to do that. It allows our folks listening, you know, the, the dealers out there to be able to go into a home and say, look, we can handle a couple different problems here and we can do it with one option. We're going to go with, you know, your multi-zone system. We're going to go into here. We're going to connect your thermostat right into this coil that's going to go right into the heat pump. It's gonna intelligently manage between the heat pump and the furnace. You don't have to worry about it. You can still use that same thermostat that you have on the wall and you're gonna get superior efficiency. That homeowner, when you tell them that, they're, I can almost guarantee you when you start selling this, and not if, when you start selling it, if you're listening and you sell Mitsubishi electric equipment, you're gonna have homeowners that they have their jaws drop because you're offering this and other folks that come into their home that aren't selling this Mitsubishi electric equipment, they're probably not offering this. This is this is a really special piece of equipment. Sure. From a technical
1: standpoint, we have a great e-learning on our contractor website. Mm-hmm. So if you go onto the contractor portal and you select learning and then find learning and type in the keyword IntelliHeat, I-N-T-E-L-L-I hyphen heat, you can bring up our two-hour IntelliHeat technical presentation, which is just a wealth of information on the installation setup of this as well. Um, we touched on cn-105 being the input for the to tell this coil what to do um the way that this coil talks to the outdoor unit is a good old trusty s1s2s3 just like we're used to with our single zones and our branch box systems so this will speak s1s2s3 from the control box we mentioned on the side of the unit back to either the branch box or the port style condenser or the p-series outdoor unit finally we have traditional thermostat wiring coming out of the, the control box and going down to pick up R, C, W1, W2, Y1, Y2, and G on the traditionally wired thermostat terminals on the furnace itself. So that's the way that this will integrate. You can set balance points through this where after a certain temperature, uh, 32 degrees is one that is the default. After a certain temperature, say 32 degrees, it will switch over to the fossil fuel and above that run the heat pump. Uh, again, always refer to your manual J loads to make sure that that is going to be the you know the correct switchover point. With a third-party thermostat, you could go ahead and change that and make the switchover point just about anything that you wanted, so long as that thermostat allows for it has an outdoor temperature sensor and, and it's going to work with our our uh, thermostat interface. So, which brings me back back to using a third-party thermostat. Please always make sure that you are using a two at least a two-stage thermostat. So W1, W2, Y1, and Y2 uh we wouldn't want to use a single stage thermostat because that would make the system more of an on off system yep. and really take away from a lot of the features and benefits.
0: Yeah, definitely don't do that. Don't go and buy don't go and sell a really nice heat pump to the, uh, you know one of your homeowners and then have them turn around and be like wait a minute, I bought the heat pump for efficiencies and now it's just on off. It might as well not even be there. You're going to get an angry homeowner and you're going to go through you know, you're going to go through a decent little bit of of installation and learning and all that before you get these done for, you know, no reason, more or less. If you're, you're kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face there, you're bringing in something really cool that's not going to work as expected. Mm, that's a tough spot
1: when folks do that, and hopefully not one that we ever go down that road with this product. But um, making sure that you you uh, are using the correct thermostat, or at least the applicable terminals, is, is very important. So you won't be able to use a communicating thermostat. Some brands have proprietary communicating stats that have a digital uh, communication back and forth. So this will only work with... Uh, traditionally wired thermostats. Mm -hmm. Again, R, W1, W2, Y1, Y2, C, G, uh, those terminals. That's what we're looking for to integrate with a gas furnace. And many of the modulating, fully modulating systems still have those terminals on them.
0: Sean, thank you very much for coming on today. I want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. If you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Talk Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Make sure to give Mitsubishi Electric a follow as well. They put out some great information pretty much daily. And you're going to get some really awesome information from them as well on social media. And as always, catch all of our podcasts on our website, sgtours.com backslash tours Podcast, or click the podcast icon on the app. I want to thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Taurus Talk.